Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Yeah, and then I was kind of turned around, and we were all right there in that room, except for the kids had been outside by that time, and I heard... The Lori Vallow Daybell, known to the world as one half of the doomsday couple, but there's more to her than that. We found seven things about her you may not have known until now. All right, before we kick off our latest episode of Sidebar, we got to thank our sponsor of this video, YouGov. So YouGov is the go-to side hustle for so many people. It pays to give your valuable opinions. You see, as a member, you're going to earn points for giving your actual opinions that matter by completing short surveys and polls. It's free to join and so easy to use to get extra cash. Here's how it works. You earn points by completing short surveys and polls. You can do surveys when you have some downtimes on the weekend. And the extra cash that you earn goes towards doing things that you love to do, like watching Marvel movies, golfing, shopping. Those are actually some of the things I like to do, but you get the point. You can answer questions about health, politics, personality, even cats and dogs. And once you get enough points, you can turn them in for gift cards and cash incentives. All you got to do is click the link in the description box below, and then you can start making some extra money on your own schedule. I'm Anjanette Levy, and welcome to Law & Crime's Sidebar Podcast. Lori Vallow Daybell has spent the week in a courtroom in Ada County, Idaho. That's in the Boise area. And this is where jury selection has been taking place. Judge Stephen Boyce has barred cameras from Lori Vallow-Daybell's trial, but a courtroom artist is capturing images of the process. Opening statements are scheduled for Monday, April 10th, and Law & Crime will have those covered for you. But back to Lori. We know that she's incredibly religious, that she was raised a Mormon. She met Chad Daybell while she was still married to her late husband, Charles Vallow. Chad Daybell is a self-proclaimed prophet, author, and podcast host. Chad will be tried separately for the murders of Lori's children, Tylee Ryan and J.J. Vallow, and Chad's wife, Tammy Daybell. Lori is accused of murdering Tylee and J.J. and conspiring to kill Tammy. She's also accused of using Social Security benefits for J.J. and Tylee after they died. Lori lived in Arizona when she met Chad and then later moved to Idaho, where he lived. Chad is Lori's fifth husband. We've heard from Lori in an interview with police in Arizona after her brother Alex Cox shot her fourth husband, Charles. Take a listen to a little bit of that interview. Lori really has a gift for Gab. He was just so angry, like super scary. Did you know how you take your phone away from like a 16 year old and uh-huh. freak out? Uh-huh. Like their world disintegrates. Like I've taken my phone away from a 16 year old boy before and uh-huh. he like, he's like wanted to kill himself because yeah. like they cannot function. That's how it was. It was like, is something on his phone that he does not want me to see that uh-huh. he was like freaking out mm-hmm. like to the point where I thought he would hit me in the back of the head to get the phone okay so you thought and not I don't want to put words in your mouth but um you thought it was possible that he was going to hurt you absolutely he was going to hurt me and okay. Tylee okay not JJ he would never hurt JJ okay and he hurt my brother like yeah 
he was going like ballistic about it was that John Blatt is the author of the book, The Doomsday Mother. So he knows a lot about Lori Vallow-Daybell, and he is here with us to discuss uh, these seven surprising facts about Lori Vallow-Daybell. So John, welcome to Sidebar. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. It's good to see you. I'm really interested in hearing about how you became interested in this case and, and why you wrote the book. Yeah, well, I think like a lot of other people, I read about it very early on when they were still looking for the, you know, JJ and entirely where are the children I got interested I've written a lot of true crime books but I just thought this really piqued my curiosity I wanted to find out more and I took it to my publishers Martin's Press and they commissioned it so I went ahead did you talk to a lot of people who knew her? Oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, I spoke to a lot of her friends, whatever. I spoke to Kay and Larry Woodcock briefly, although uh, they wouldn't uh, be quoted in the book because they were doing their own. But I spoke to a lot of people that knew them, especially spoke to one of Laura's best friends at school uh, who knew her very well that gave me a lot of new insight into her. Very interesting. So, John, let's talk about these seven things that we are looking at. Things some people may not know, people who follow this case incredibly closely may be aware of these things. But one of the things that shocked me when I was looking at this topic was the fact that Lori Vallow Daybell was a contestant on the Wheel of Fortune. I had no idea. So let's take a quick look at one of the clips and then we'll talk about it. Hi, how you doing, Lori? Uh, good, Lori Ryan you? from Austin, Texas, That's a right. hairstylist in Austin, hey? That's right, the best. How's, how's the hair in Austin? It's good. Good. Austin's oh. a happening place. Probably thanks to you. Uh, <laughs> Pretty much. Talk about your family a little bit. <laughs> I have a wonderful husband, Joseph, at home, who is watching our two beautiful children, Colby, who's seven, and Tylee, who is one. Yeah, what do you guys like to do for fun? Uh, we like to play all kinds of sports on our three acres. Okay, sounds like you have a nice life there. We do. Congratulations. Thank nice you. to have you with us. John, what do you think of that? How does Lori Vallow-Daybell end up on the Wheel of Fortune? Well, Lori says, uh, she told her sister, in fact, that she had a message from God that she was needed to appear on the Wheel of Fortune, and she entered for it. Uh, she actually got on the show. Very interesting that uh, she mentioned her husband at the time, Joe Ryan, who she was in the process of divorcing, but also her children. Tylee and uh, Colby, she mentions. And uh, she was bantering with Pat Sajak and, in fact, end up, ended up winning $17,500. And she told everybody it was a gift from God. Do we know about what year this was? I think it was 2001. It was about 20 years ago, maybe and 2002. She just looks like a nice... Young woman, you know, mom, you know, blonde woman. I, I guess when I watched that clip, I was shocked because it seems like a much different person than uh, the person we see now. We only know her through this case. But yep. so she, even back then, she's talking about getting messages from God and uh, it sounds like believing in some type of religion. Oh, yes. I mean, this goes back, predates that even, you know, she was, she, you know, she was always talking that she was in contact with the spirits from behind the veil, especially this is another point, her late sister, Stacy, who died of diabetes many years earlier, she believed that she, you know, spoke to her every night and that Tylee was actually the reincarnation of her dead sister, Stacy. And she firmly believed that, you know, so 
she she was she did this for many many years it wasn't something new interesting okay so let's get to that part because you said that she believed that Tylee was the reincarnation of her dead elder sister Stacy let's talk about that how tell me about this well Stacy uh, had an eating disorder and she I think she was like five or six years older than Laurie and she died very tragically because she wasn't taking her medicine and she wasn't eating and she died of sort of diabetes related things. The family were very, very upset and Laurie became very close to Stacey's daughter, also called Melanie, and became like a second mother to her. And she was convinced that she would, you know, she was in constant contact with Stacy. Let's let's talk about this now, John. It sounds like Lori Vallodaybell dances to religious music in front of her room-length mirror late at night. What yeah. what do we know about this? Well, this 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 goes back a long way. I mean, she even had her third husband, Charles Vallow, in give her a special room. He built a special room with a full-length mirror, and late at night she would just turn on the music and dance in front of it. And this is something she did constantly you know wherever she lived she always had mirrors up and she would dance and in fact i understand that when she was in jail the inmates would say that she still danced late at night in her cell in fact so this was just how she communicated with god i guess you know i'm not sure so this is something that she was this is something that she's been doing for a while oh absolutely yes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah okay let's talk about this her bedroom closet portal where she believed that chad spiritually visited her late at night tell us a little bit about this john uh yeah she told her best friend melanie gibb that that you know wherever chad was he would come and visit and they had a special portal in her bedroom closet although he didn't come physically he came spiritually and they would be able to talk and pray together and commune you know and make their plans you know for the end of the world and how they were gonna you know lead the 144,000 chosen people to the next life. Next up, there's a, let's talk about this, John, how she persuaded inmates to make her red lipstick out of Jolly Rancher candies and eyeliner from pencils for her court appearances, convincing other people to do this for her. Why isn't this something maybe that she could have done for herself? Obviously, this is somebody who is concerned about her appearance. Oh, absolutely. I mean, Narcissus, sorry, Laurie was a total narcissist. I mean, and she really cared about her appearance and she liked to look the best in court. And I think she befriended the other inmates, you know, who were more experienced. They'd been there longer than her when she was first arrested. And they taught her how to make bright red lipstick out of Jolly Rancher candy. And you can see in the uh, the videos of her court appearances, this garish red lipstick that she had. And they also, you know, she did an eyeliner from pencils. And this was like surviving behind bars for Laurie to, to look her best, you know, when the cameras were on her, you know, when she did court appearances. And I can't help but think this may be one of the reasons there are no cameras, that Judge Boyce did not allow cameras in the court because he knew Laurie would play up to it and act like she was, you know, at a Hollywood opening or something. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. 
CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. I find this odd, though, because she's able to convince these people. She's obviously made friends in jail. That's not unusual. But the whole thing about being able to convince people to do something, this kind of reminds me of going back to the body camera footage uh, when Charles Vallow was killed by her brother, Alex Cox. And she seemed to be able to convince these police officers of nothing you know, that she didn't do anything wrong. Her brother didn't do anything wrong. Oh, she was very persuasive. I mean, she knew how to make people, put people at their ease, uh, communicate to them and relate to them. And that's one of the things she was very good at. She had a natural gift for relating to people. And I'm sure that's what she did with the other inmates, you know, who probably really liked her and wanted to help her. Now let's talk about this part, because I always kind of wondered, what did Lori Daybell do for a living? And apparently, uh, Lori Daybell, Daybell, Lori Vallow Daybell, she's had several different names, had a home salon where she cut her client's hair. Tell us about that. Yeah, I mean, that's what Laurie did for a living right from the beginning. She was a hairdresser. She worked in salons in Texas, Arizona, and whatever. And uh, when she married Charles Vallow, he uh, actually gave her a home salon. And also her previous husband, Joe Ryan, had given her a home salon too. So she would have her clients over, cut her hair. She'd cut relations' hair and whatever. And that's what she liked to do. And uh, supposedly she was very good at it, you know. Is this something that she had done for years and years or what what do we know about that well that's the only job i could ever find laurie had you know was working in salons cutting hair you know beautician so that's what she did for a living before she met uh you know the men that would keep her you know i know that there are sometimes you know in in jails at least they'll have somebody come in a barber or some type of person to provide this service is there any mm. chance I, I can't imagine giving an inmate somebody who is charged with a serious crime as murder, a pair of scissors and having her have that kind of job in jail. Is there any indication that she's doing things for her fellow female inmates with this? No, I don't have a clue. It's been very, you know, hush hush what's gone on behind bars since she was arrested. But I can say every court appearance, she looks really quaffed. Her hair looks perfect. Uh, she's got the makeup and everything. So, I mean, she's gone to a great deal of trouble to look good for these court appearances. But whether she's cutting other people's hair in return, I, I have no way of knowing. Okay, interesting. That's just something I wondered about since she seems to be very focused on appearance. Our next topic here, our next uh, little factoid, is the fact that she competed in a beauty pageant. So is this something in your research that she you found that went on for her whole life? Or... Talk to us a little bit about what you discovered. Uh, no, uh, she she actually won, uh, I think, Mrs. Hayes County competition pageant, beauty pageant in Texas. She 
She competed with that, actually. She didn't win it. Uh, she was one of the finalists, and there's video of her, you know, being interviewed. You know, uh, it, there was a swimsuit cost part of it. There was a costume part of it. And then she was interviewed. You know, she, she gave a very, very interesting interview for that. And But I think she wanted to compete for Mrs. Texas. That was her next thing. But unfortunately, she, she didn't get through to it. I want to go back to the religion part of this, John. Do we have any indication that this is something i mean was she re- was she raised in an incredibly religious household Did, was she always a mormon do we know what do we know about that well her parents were mormon she was raised in a mormon family i mean they 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 went to church they practiced but i mean Laurie's childhood friend told me that they were always very surprised because uh Laurie's mother janice would go out in hot pants and leopard skin uh, tops and everything and looked anything but a devout mormon you know she was very fashionable in that way so nobody really knows but uh, Laurie always claimed to be the religion, you know, and later on she got more and more devout. As far as the beauty pageant stuff, John, was this, I, I forgot what you said about whether or not she was doing this for long periods of time or... No, I think that was the only one, you know, the Mrs. Uh, she was looking for Mrs. Texas, so she went in the early stages and went to Mrs. Hayes County, you know, and didn't win that. John, do you think that you'll be traveling to Idaho for this trial at all? Uh, no, I don't. Basically, I probably wouldn't get in the courtroom. I finished the book over a year ago. I've moved on since then, you know, to other projects. So no, I'm, I'm not going to be going to Idaho. And unfortunately, I, I would have been watching it on television if it had been allowed cameras in the court, like the Murdoch trial. For the book I've just written on Alex Murdoch, but that's not going to happen. So like everyone else, I'm just, you know, getting it through Twitter and other, you know, reportage. So not something you're continuing to follow very closely, but obviously something that captivated your attention and uh, you decided, hey, this could make a good book. Pretty much, yes. You know, but, uh, you know, I've been following it pretty closely, you know, since I finished the book. But uh, for me to go to Idaho and cover it, I don't think so. All right. Well, John Glad, uh, author of The Doomsday Mother, we appreciate your time and appreciate you joining us. Thanks so much. And we look forward to having you on again. My pleasure. Thank you very much. And that's it for this edition of Law & Crime Sidebar Podcast. You can listen to Sidebar on Apple, Spotify, Google, and wherever else you get your podcasts. And of course, you can always watch it on Law & Crime's YouTube channel. I'm Anjanette Levy, and we will see you next time. Thank you.